Hey, everybody. It's Friday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's time for Ask the Preacher, your weekly opportunity to have your Bible questions answered. And it's brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. Ask the Preacher, and here's John Freed. Welcome, everybody. I am glad you're listening, and I hope you listen for the next, uh, let's see, approximately 45 minutes to the Ask the Preacher program today. Today is Friday, April the 8th, and in the studio, as uh, commonly found, is George Locke from Polk Tech Solutions. Hello, hello. It is awesome to be here, and what a great Friday it is. It is beautiful weather out there. I, oh, my I, goodness. Today was awesome. That rain came through yesterday, poured like crazy, knocked all the pollen out of the trees, which is wonderful, washed it in the dish, di- ditches, and hopefully it's gone. But uh, anyway, and then today, nice and, and brisk. It's fantastic. And cool and clear. Uh, thank God for good weather. I'm so glad uh, we live down here in Florida yes. with Governor Ron DeSantis. Beautiful weather. And uh, Polk County with Sheriff Grady Judge. It's just a great place to live. It is. Right on. I agree. And, and, and then Believers Fellowship Church in town. Just just the best church in, in the whole nation. And right here. Right here in our own hometown. Right here. It's, Who it's knew? amazing. <laughs> hey, uh, you're listening to Ask the Preacher. There's, uh, there's a couple different ways to uh, to join in the to the program today besides listening. George, how are, what are our options here? You can go to askthepreacher.com. You can submit questions there. You can find the phone number. If we go a little too fast on the phone number, you can go to askthepreacher.com. You can also check out previous episodes there. Uh, but the phone number to call in and have your questions answered is 863-682-1430. Yeah. So call in. You can ask a question about what we're talking about today and chime in on our conversation, or you can ask something completely random about the Bible, and we will give you a biblically-based answer. At least we, we, will tr- we will try. That will be... No, we will. We will no, succeed. We will, yeah, we will yeah, succeed, well, yeah. Um, hey, I just want to invite uh, any males. By the way, it's commonly misunderstood. What is a male these days? What is a female these days? Um, but so a male... Uh, I, I don't think I can explain that on the air with the anatomy, but um, mm. just the, the biblical, godly, traditional, biblical answer of what a male is. If you are a male, you are invited to attend a breakfast tomorrow morning at Believer's Fellowship. It is our men's breakfast tomorrow morning. Um, it officially starts at 8, but we'll show up in the kitchen at around 7. So, uh, you How wanna, much does that cost? Uh, well, it, it costs a couple hundred bucks, but nice. um, each guy, right. each male, is no charge. What? Yes, absolutely. Free breakfast free, tomorrow. Free breakfast fellowship. tomorrow. Free breakfast. Yeah. Oh, baby. There what is time was no that? free lunch, but there is a free breakfast. What, what time was that again? <laughs> 8 a.m. Starts at 8 a.m. Oh, boy. Yeah. So it'll be good. Uh, have you ever had ribs for breakfast? Well, if you come tomorrow, you have ribs for breakfast. So that's tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock. Hey, it, this is, uh, we are coming into, this is the spring season, and and you have this phrase called Easter. Uh, what is that? Uh, you have, you know, resurrection celebration. Celebrations. Um, you've got uh, crosses and and empty tombs and bunny rabbits and and baskets and eggs and uh, what and carrots and what <laughs> carrots? I don't, yeah, yeah. Uh, I what in the world does all of this have to do with each other? Is there any relationship? Is there any conflict? Um, and so those are the the types of things we'll we'll talk about today. Now that Easter or Resurrection Sunday would be the celebration of the resurrection would be the more proper term. Why does that happen on what is also called Easter Sunday? So we'll talk about that. But but this 
week coming up is the the celebration of of Palm Sunday, which is the 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 ride on the fresh donkey, the never ridden before colt, uh, where Jesus makes his triumphant entry, triumphal entry into Jerusalem. It's a big celebration. It means certain things, but it, it is a day of, of victory. It's also a day of misunderstanding, which is really quite interesting. And uh, so we may, we may talk about that some today. And so uh, a lot of uh, learning concerning the Bible, concerning traditions, uh, concerning uh, potentially pagan worship, um, some confusion uh, and traditions, religion, and, and all of these things that that, that happen. Uh, this is what you would call the Lenten season. What does that mean? Well, that's the stuff you take out of your dryer after you wash your clothes. That, that was you can a, call in and yell at joke. him for that joke. That's uh, <laughs> oof. oof. Uh, so, <clears throat> what is, or you could just forgive him and let it be. Let it be. Yes, let it go. You know, just uh, let that one down. Uh, so, so what does all that? What does all that mean? And so we'll. We'll see how far we get in these different conversations. May talk about it for a couple weeks here because it is the, the season for that. Uh, here's, here's some of the reasons why. Um, do I want to just kind of go along with the flow and, and enjoy life and be uh, blissfully ignorant, or do I want to be right before God? Uh, do I want to have a, a clean conscience and a good understanding of of the things that I that I do in life? Um, how far is too far? What what what's what's real? What's truth? And and what's misunderstood? And so mm-hmm. that that's the type of things that that we'll talk about. George, got anything to add before we go to a break here? No, no, no. Uh, call in eight six three six eight two fourteen thirty. Go to askthepreacher dot com. And yeah, we're gonna. Uh, hopefully over the next couple of weeks, dive pretty deep on this subject. So if you want to become a Eastern biblical scholar, stay tuned in. <laughs> Very good. Hey, we'll take a break. Uh, folks, hang in there. We'll be back in uh, just over two minutes with more Ask the Preacher. But right now, let's get back to more of Ask the Preacher, heard every Friday right here on Talk Radio 96.7. And it's brought to you by Believer's Fellowship. Here's John. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Glad you're listening today. And, um, you know, I know on next Friday, which is commonly known as Good Friday, by the way, every day, every Friday is a Good Friday. Um, Anyway, uh, a lot of people might not be at work, but I just want to challenge you, tune in anyway to get the continued conversation. More than likely, our conversation today will continue um, next week. I, I, I want to start in uh, John chapter 12. Uh, this is the the actually what is written as Jesus rides into Jerusalem. And so uh, this is uh, just six days before the Passover. This is just a few days before Christ is, is crucified. Um, and, and so you, you have the, you have Jesus being basically bathed with the anointing oil where Mary just pours this oil out on Jesus and and the the disciples are having a little bit of a fit you know and Judas you could have fed the poor with all of this and and Jesus is like you don't understand uh, she's pre- preparing me for my burial uh, so this is kind of a, a beginning stage if you will Jesus knows he's about to go to the cross he he has that in his mind he's made a few allusions to it a few statements towards it but nothing super specific the the disciples don't really get it but here the, here's this Mary Magdalene uh who uh well I'm sorry Mary the the sister of Lazarus rather rather uh and she's in tune to what's happening in the season of the time in the in the spirits uh realm you know she's 
she's in tune to what's going on. She she pours out this ointment all over Jesus and just anoints him for for his burial. Um, I, I want to go over into verse 24. So we're in John chapter 12 and beginning in, in verse 24. Uh, let me back up one verse. Um, uh, verse 23, and Jesus answered them and said, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Now, I find that interesting there that it says that the Son of Man should be glorified rather than the Son of Man should be crucified. That's about that's that's what's about to happen is he's about to get crucified. But Jesus, the way he looks at it, and he says the Son of Man is about to be glorified. Um, I think one of the things that we often miss, George, in, in our Christian walk, in our walk with God, is that there are things that have to be put to death, and we often feel as if it is truly dying, and we don't realize that what that we don't realize what is about to come on the other side of this death. Jesus realized what was coming on the other side of his death. And he said it this way in verse 24, truly I tell you, that's what that means, verily, verily, truthfully, with all truth, I'm, I'm telling you, that unless this corn of wheat in the King James, or unless this seed of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it simply remains alone. But if it falls into the ground and dies, it will bring forth much fruit. He that loves his life will lose it. He that hates his life in this world will keep it. I'm sorry, did I say that right? And he that hates his life in this world will keep his life in the eternals or will keep it in the in life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me. For where I am, there shall also my servants be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. And it goes on, now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say, Father, save me from this hour? But for this cause... I came into this hour. Father, glorify thy name. Jesus, knowing the crucifixion is coming, even though others didn't quite get it, some did, some didn't, he, he sees this thing, and he recognizes that this is going to be to the glory of the Father. Um, I, I, I set that stage out, out there for all of our other discussion so that um, I, I want our listeners to understand purely that no matter what we end up talking about with some of these traditions that are that are just plainly off um, or plainly wrong, and, and some things that some people will say, well, that I, you know, I'll be accepting of this and that and whatever. The whole purpose behind this thing was so that the will of the Father be done through Jesus Christ, Jesus uh, accomplishing the will of the Father through the death on the cross. Uh, and then, of course, obviously, the resurrection, which sets the difference. We'll talk about that, too. But um, that Jesus accomplished the will of the Father for us, for our sake. Right on. He shall bring forth much fruit. If this corner wheat die, it, it, it will bring forth much fruit. George, you and I and those who call upon the name of the Lord Jesus, those who put their their faith in what Jesus Christ has done and follow yes. after him, yep. we are that fruit of that seed, Jesus Christ, being planted in the ground through his death. And that is so right important to, to remember. That's what this is all about. That's what... You can call it the Easter season. It's a it's a wrong term, but that's what the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is all about. It is so that you and I and those who would believe on him would come into salvation, that we would be redeemed into eternal life only through what Jesus Christ has done. There's no other way. There's no other way. Yeah, and, you know, I'm— 
You're right on with that. And I'm, I'm going to be a little bit of a nerd here. I like to, uh, <laughs> my favorite question in the whole world is why. And then naturally yes. after the question, why is well, how? And it's really interesting. You know, you, you brought up here uh, this passage here in, in John 12 and uh, Mary was aware of what was going to happen. And when you kind of look at the backstory, there, there's this thing in uh, the, we know it as the sacrifice of Abraham and Isaac, right? Where Abraham mm-hmm. takes Isaac and in, in Hebrew, they call it the Akedah. And it's really interesting that uh, it was most likely that Jesus sitting with Mary and, and the rest of them, he was talking about this and she was aware of what was going to happen because the prophecy of God himself providing himself as, as a as sacrifice, a sacrifice. Yeah. Uh, has been taught throughout the scripture. And it, it's not only expressed in Father Abraham's story of Isaac, but it then goes on and is explained and expressed in Passover. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it wasn't for any coincidence that he chose to sacrifice himself and to be our offering or an offering for our sins during this time of Passover. It wasn't uh, by chance. It wasn't by happenstance. Uh, The story of the original Passover where the children of Israel were in Egypt and the blood of the lamb is what kept them safe uh, during the last plague, the angel of death there. You have Uh, the blood of the lamb that kept them safe and the same, the, the, the first the actual event of the first Passover. I mean, the celebration of Passover was based on this event where the firstborn is is, is killed. So you, you have the death of the firstborn, you have the blood of the lamb that that becomes uh, the redemption of those who would who would apply that that blood. That time in Egypt is the celebration of Passover in the years to follow. Well, and it, and it, and it goes. Uh much deeper than that as well. After the the death of the firstborn, it's how they entered the release of slavery and eventually into the promised land. And uh, it's, again, for no coincidence that it happened at this time. And, you know, there are feasts of Yahweh. Yahweh is, you know, we, we, we often say the word God, that's like a title, like, you know, dad or doctor, but his name, as he expresses it in, in the Bible, is Yahweh or Yeshua when he is interacting as uh, man. Uh, and so his feasts are designed for a reason. He sets them up and he tells us in his law that it's set up for a signs and seasons and for us to remember them and, and to, to take uh, knowledge of them. And so it's, it's interesting to me that, um, this wasn't a big secret. His death and ultimately right. resurrection right. was not supposed to be a secret. But you had many people that had come before claiming to be a Messiah. And then oh, Jesus yeah. warned us and said, there'll be many people after me that claim to be a Messiah. Mm-hmm. So you have people that, so to speak, uh, lost hope or were afraid to apply hope uh, mm-hmm. that, that Jesus was actually the Messiah, even though they had watched the fulfillment of so many things right in front of them. But Mary gets it. Jesus knows it. Uh, now I'll I'll jump. I'll take a big leap to current to to more current times. You get a lot of people that lose hope, that have lost hope in the return of the Messiah, mm-hmm. and then you have a lot of other people uh, who are just uh, well, they're they're afraid to to apply hope, and then you have a lot of people who are just hoping, hoping. They're so they're so eager that he comes and rescues them out that they misappropriate their hope into into something that that doesn't exist yet. So you see these repeated pictures 
over and over again. Uh, we'll do the best we can to pause our thoughts here. Uh, we'll take this call. I hope we have enough time to, to answer whatever the question is. But uh, hello, James. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing fine. Thank you. I just wanted to make a comment right quick pertaining to what people don't realize, the death of Christ, what really and truly happened. It is, to me, uh, how can I say it? Um, he, Jesus was scorned. He was beaten. He was done. Every, I mean, everything you can think of would happen to us. If the weight of the world was on his shoulders. We wouldn't last for an hour of what <laughs> happened if, in, in front of Pilate. We would have never been able to last. Yet, everything was placed on him. That's why I believe Jesus Christ is God in flesh, because of all that, what happened to him, he still be, uh, survived by the death of Beth and burial and resurrection. That's what's so powerful to me. Yeah, the 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 beating and the scorning and and we wouldn't and last a day. We wouldn't last an hour. Yet he had to go back to Herod and back to Pilate. All of this, and yet he was beaten beyond recognition. Yeah, and and making uh, not not making light at all. Please, nobody misunderstand me. Not making light at all of the natural anguish that was going that was happening. The natural pain and, and bruising taking place. Um, but then you have the spiritual aspect on top of that. It would be one thing to just simply be beaten naturally, but at I the, mean, the same time, of, the passion of Christ is a very good oh yes show to see to what what I'm trying to get across. Oh yeah, that, they, that movie probably did it the best. And and so you have the the natural bodily beating, but then in the spirit, Jesus Christ took all of the sin of the world upon Himself. To be more more specific, the Scripture says He became sin. Thanks so, for taking my call. Man, hey, James, thank you so much. Um, perfect connection there. And, uh, yeah, just to, just to reflect on how great a sacrifice that God gave to us, for us, through the person of Jesus Christ. Tremendous. Oh, man, it's, you, can't, you can't get your head around it. You just can't. Um, folks, you're, you're listening to Ask the Preacher. We've got to take a break here at the bottom of the hour. Uh, stay tuned, and we'll be back in uh, seven or eight minutes. Let's get back to more of Ask the Preacher. It's brought to you every Friday by Believers Fellowship Church in North Lakeland. Here's George Locke and John Freed. Hey, welcome back. Uh, I suppose I should just embarrass Eric for a second. If uh, if, if anybody knows do, do the, you really <laughs> the name that he called me. I did uh, not call you a name. Well, okay. The, the, uh, well, you did call me. Whatever. The name that he used for me right before going to the break, I, I think I'll just give you something for free. If you'll call in and you can tell Eric the right name. Um, you know, give us your your phone number. We'll call you back and get an address, and and we'll just we'll just send you some. Just feel like giving giving something away. Okay, segue. The phone number to call in is eight six. No, we're not giving away a segue. Six eight two fourteen thirty. No, <laughs> say that no. number again. Six eight three fourteen thirty. Oh, sorry. Eight six three six eight two fourteen thirty. You got me off on segways. Did you know that the guy who invented the segway actually died on a segway? Drove oh, right geez. off a cliff. Yeah, no, it's, it's a true story. For real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who invented a, a Segway, he drove. drove off a cliff on oh, a Segway, ironically. Man, so, that, that, that has just, nothing to do with what we're talking about. It just killed but the show, Joe. George. It's, uh, I just called you Joe. In, interesting <laughs> fact. Anyway, so uh, just before the break, we had uh, James call in, and, and uh, he was talking about how Christ uh, took on just not, not only the, the physical 
beating uh, that would kill mere mortal men. But uh, John mentioned how he was taking on and, and literally became sin for us and, and crucified that sin on the cross. Yeah, Second Corinthians five twenty one is the verse that that gives us that. Second Corinthians five twenty one uh, says that he who knew no sin became sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. That is a good cause to have hope Amen. and uh, leads us back into what we were talking about before the break and, and how um, there are a lot of people who, I like the way you phrased it, you, you said they fear, uh, no, that's not the right words, um, they're afraid to place hope. That's an interesting way to phrase that. I think that's pretty profound. It's kind of like being gun shy, pretty, if pretty you will, deep. or or uh, you know, was it twice bitten or once shy, twice? But however that phrase goes, right? They've 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 done it before. It didn't work out, and like, oh mm. no, I don't know if I want to do it again. Once, say it again, Eric. Once, once burned, twice shy. Okay, so if you've burned once, the second time, I'm a little afraid to 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 get in there. And and uh, you know, yeah, there there are a lot of people. That I think we're like that back in the time of of Jesus. I think there are a lot of people that are like that now. Uh, that they've they've hoped, so to speak, uh, that that Jesus would just come back and, and rescue us out of the trouble, and uh, that's the only thing they're counting on. They've built no substance in themselves, and they yeah. they can't endure uh, the hardness, the the trials of of this life. I think it probably has a lot to do with what we put our hope in. And um, <laughs> sorry, folks. Uh, here's a hard to swallow pill. Get ready. Have get, a bottle. Your, have a bottle water of water. Have a bottle of water for a hard to swallow pill. Uh, you cannot just take. A, for example, lots of people observe Lent and they they give up things for uh, a period of time as a way to to honor God, and they think just that alone is good enough. And that's kind of their hope: is uh, mm-hmm. you know, if I if I sacrifice just a little bit, then I'll get some kind of better standing with God, or you know, He'll hear my prayers this week because I gave up something last week. Uh, and it's almost this bribe system that they got going on with God, but that's not how it works. Because uh, one, you're you're basing your relationship on your ability to sacrifice enough to honor God or to please God. And uh, the Bible makes it pretty clear and uses some pretty graphic language and explains that our righteousness is like filthy menstrual rags. Uh, it is, it is yeah. no good. Um, we cannot trust to hope our own righteousness. It is not by our good works that we are saved or gain favor with God. It is through what Christ has done. And, you know, one thing that I'm constantly reminded of, because believe it or not, John, I do mess up from time to time. <laughs> I know, I know. My wife would say that I what? am perfect, yeah. but um, she would not say that. Please don't call in and tell everybody my flaws, <laughs> my dear wife. But um, I have to realize that that what was purchased for me through his sacrifice, cannot be lost by my inability to be perfect. I did not obtain salvation through perfection. I can't lose yeah, it through, through imperfection. imperfection. And so... Uh, well, that that's why we have to... Our hope, we're talking about hope, our hope is in Jesus because he is yes. our perfection. Yes, That absolutely. doesn't mean we have a free pass to... to live in imperfection or to just live any way we want to. No, we live according to, to Christ. Um, but I can't be perfect. It's not possible. I, I can't be outside of Christ. He is my perfection. I can't, I can't walk uh, in the perfection of the, of the law. 
he is my perfection. He did that for me. So, so here's the next natural question. So if I can't walk in perfection, is it wrong for me to say, give up certain things or fast or to, to sacrifice for him? Does that become some kind of false righteousness or is it wrong for me to do? What's your your thoughts on that? Well, I'm going to answer your question with your favorite question. Why? What is the intent? What is the purpose? Why am I giving up something? Am I giving up something? Am I lenting? Am I giving up something, uh, sacrificing something in order to be uh, more pleasing to God or in order to be more accepted by God? Uh, am I giving this up in order to gain some kind of special favor with God? Uh, if those are the reasons that I'm doing that thing, if that's my why, oh no, that's that's a that's a wrong that's a wrong reason. Um, now, if God has spoken to me and said, John, I, I, I want you to, um, I don't know, I, I, I want you to, to, to stop cussing all the time. I don't, I don't cuss, uh, except for on Friday nights. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so if he said, I want you to clean up your language, it's not becoming of Christ-like character. I, I want you to, to, to you know, drop this uh, habit or whatever it is that I have. If he has spoken to me and said, hey, I'm putting my finger on this thing, and we're going to work on this thing together. See, he gives me the grace to, to do that. If that's the reason why I say, okay, Lord, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give that up because you have spoken to me. Well, that is the work of, of Christ in me purifying and, and growing and strengthening me. Now, that would be very much—it it could be in the same time frame as what is called the Lent season, but it could be in October. I mean, it could be any time where God says, hey, John, we're going to work on this thing together here, and uh, this needs to be removed from your life so that, that, that you can walk more closely with me. Um, it's a whole different perspective as to why I might be sacrificing or uh, crucifying something in my life. Is Interesting. That, no, that's that's good. That's I, I was asking for your opinion. That's good insight. That's good insight. It kind of reminds me of, um, you know, Amos. We talked a little bit about this off off mm-hmm. air, and you know, Amos. Uh, that is a book in the Bible, folks. You might not have read it. You should probably take a look. But the book of Amos in chapter five, God's talking. I'll give you the summary version of it. He, he's talking to the children of Israel, and he's not actually condemning them because they're not worshiping him. They are worshiping him. They bring him sacrifices. They bring him peace sacrifices, offerings. Um, they sing songs of joy to him. That's verse 24, maybe, somewhere in there. Five, five. Uh, 25. Chapter five. 20. Chapter five, verse 24, 25. You know, they, they bring joyous songs to him. Uh, so they are worshiping him. But their they hearts also... aren't right because they're also worshiping these other deities. So um, the Pharisees came to Jesus and they said, you know, trying to trick them, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus quotes Deuteronomy 18, I think it is, where he says, love the Lord thy God with all of thy muchness, basically is how it's translated. You'd and be like s- to say with everything you are. Everything, everything you are, you all your strength, all your might. And so... Uh, and then he says, love your neighbor as yourself, because all of the other laws hang. They depend. They're supported by these two. So even if you kept all the other laws, but you didn't love God with all your muchness, and you didn't love your neighbor as yourself, which is Leviticus 28, it doesn't matter if you kept the other laws. So it's interesting here that we see a tangible example of it, and it, it kind of goes with this idea. And you know, This time of the year, people are 
I don't mean it to be offensive, but they they try to be a bit more pious. They try to be a little bit more holy, and they're holy-minded, and they, myself included at times, we we have this idea of, uh, if I could just sacrifice a little bit more, uh, I could be a little bit more holy. I could be a little bit more yeah. acceptable. I could be a little bit more righteous. And then uh, in reality, it could actually make you less holy. Well, in reality, it does because you're putting yourself so, as yeah. a replacement sacrifice for what Christ went through. Um, and that is a form of idolatry. And, and it's a form of feast and festival, even unto yourself. And you take your your sacrifice as the Pharisees did and they... they uh, braggadociously showboated their sacrifice, so to speak, uh, and they made themselves an idol. And because of that, God says in Amos, I hate your mm. feast. I hate your sacrifice. I, I despise it entirely because you're, again, uh, whether it was Adam or whether it's the very last saint of God who will ever live, every person comes to the Father through faith in what God, i.e. Jesus, ultimately has done. It's always been through faith by God's grace, always. And uh, even then in Amos, they're putting themselves as the replacement. Instead of trusting God and his grace, they're putting themselves as as the, the point of sacrifice. And so it's uh, something for us to consider this season of the year. And, and as we um, participate in these not necessarily bad, these good things of self-reflection. And, you know, along with the Feast of Passover, that is this time of year, it's the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And during this Feast of Unleavened Bread, we're supposed to search the house for, for leaven, which is representative of sin, and, sin. And, and look in every nook and cranny, every crack and crevice, and, and remove that from our lives. So it's a good thing to do. Yeah. Uh, we, we should be reflective, but make but sure... But always that... understanding this, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, For by grace are mm-hmm. we saved right. through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. All the boasting is in Christ and Absolutely. in Christ alone. Hey, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back in a couple minutes with our final segment today of Ask the Preacher. If you want to call in, feel free to do so, 863-682-1430. Fourth and final segment of Ask the Preacher coming up. It's brought to you by Believer's Fellowship Church on North Socrum Loop Road in North Lakeland. Here's George and John. Hey, so, um, well, <laughs> while we are in the process of bashing all of, well, no, we haven't really done that, um, all these man-made traditions and, and uh, yeah, like tune that. in next week. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> I, I will invite you out to uh, Believer's Fellowship on the celebration of resurrection um, on what most people call Resurrection Sunday. I'll just let you know we will have no Easter bunnies or no dyed eggs being hidden and running around with baskets, but everybody will probably be wearing fresh, clean, uh, new dresses and suits. And I certainly will and, be. Yeah. You're going to be wearing a dress? Yeah, of course. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, I'm just no, kidding. New clothes. Um, anyway, so uh, we just have a, a great celebration. Outdoor service uh, so that everybody can be together. Uh, it's hard to fit everybody in the building in, in one service at Believers. So um, 9 o'clock on uh, just a, a couple couple weeks away. What, what is the, the date on that? Next, 17th. The 17th, yeah. On right. April the 17th, 9 o'clock in the morning, uh, outside there at the property of Believers Fellowship uh, for our morning service, 9 a.m., 
April the, the 17th. So come out and, and just celebrate the living Jesus. We've talked to him about crucified Jesus, mm-hmm. but he ain't dead. He lives forevermore. Right on. Uh, that's what yes. makes him different than any other, uh, so to speak, God that died or man who claimed to be a Messiah or, or, or any prophet or whatever. They all dead, but Jesus is alive and he's alive forevermore. It's awesome. It's awesome. It makes all the difference in the world. It's exciting because, uh, you know, we, we, we do t- have a tendency to focus so much on the, the death, but, man, that resurrection is uh, – <laughs> I, I harp on this a lot, especially when I'm talking on the show. It's not about us sitting on our blessed assurance and waiting to go to heaven. Uh, the kingdom of God is at hand, as yes. Jesus liked to say, and uh, he always intended to rule and reign this earth for eternity and – to have his family, uh, the people part of his kingdom, those of us who are putting our faith in what he did on our behalf, uh, we will be with him forevermore alive. And, uh, you know, it's it's vitally important that um, these meat prisons that we all live in uh, yeah, die. Yeah, yeah they, they eventually die so that we can have a uh, new body that is like his um, which is a pretty neat body. You know, the Bible mentions all kinds of things like he could walk through walls yeah. uh, in the upper room that he teleported. That was pretty cool. Yeah, about he, 40 miles. Just all of a sudden so. appears. Uh, we were talking about this in the foyer of the church. Mary, our, our secretary there at church, said, uh, did you know that the stone didn't have to be rolled away for Jesus to be risen from the grave? Mm. I'm like, what? The mm. Bible specifically says the stone was rolled away. She says, oh, no, I'm not saying the stone wasn't rolled away. But she's saying, she said, if Jesus could appear in the room before the disciples and not, not having walked through the door, just appear in the room for the disciples, why did that stone have to be rolled away for him to get out of the tomb? She said, it wasn't for him. It was for us. Ooh, I like that. Oh, I man. like that. That was so good. You good. think about this living Jesus who is alive. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so the same Jesus that lived and walked on the earth and performed miracles, signs, and wonders and was moved with great compassion and uh, looked, and the people would look into his eyes and, and just see the love of God, see the love of Father, uh, but yet at the same time see this vengeance, see this absolute um, viciousness towards things that, that destroy his loved creation. Right. Um, so you see anger and you see love in the same set of eyes. It's just absolutely amazing. He's so perfect. He, he's majestic and strong. Uh, and compassionate, soft, graceful, um, and, and, and mighty all together in, in one person, Jesus Christ. It is the perfect image of the Father God, uh, and he gave his life for us. Yep. It's, it's absolutely amazing. He didn't, he didn't have to. He chose to. Uh, that's how much he loves us, and he still loves us that, that much today. And, and he desires for us to walk with him hand in hand. Not just walk with him, but first John which was written after the resurrection tells us to walk as he walked. And I yeah, have a tendency to think of, him. have a tendency to, to think of pre-crucified Christ walk as he walked pre-crucified. But first John was written mm. after the resurrection. Wow. So we should walk as he walks even now after the resurrection, which is uh, profound and deep. You know, it's uh, it's to be bold, to be courageous, to be life itself in a dark and dying world. And we do that. By having his nature, by trusting that he has given it to us because of what he has done. Oh, thank you, Lord. Father, we just pray 
over the people listening today. I, I pray that light and revelation would be opened up to them, uh, that they would see how much you love them, how much you gave for us through the sacrifice of your son, Jesus Christ. Father, we just praise you. We worship you. We thank you uh, for what you gave to us and what you're still doing, what you're still giving, what you're still pouring out through your Holy Spirit in this day, in this time. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, folks, thanks for listening today. I, I hope we've been a blessing to you. Come visit us at Believer's Fellowship. Probably the easiest way to find us is to go to believersfellowship.com. Believersfellowship.com. Good day. God bless you. See you later.